the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, a show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. <laughs> Today, we have an amazing guy. I'm talking about you. If you ever heard of the thing called Renaissance Man, I think we got him today. I mean, because this fella started off in uh, way down in, in Alabama, North Alabama. Y'all folks don't know nothing about Huntsville, but I do. <laughs> I know a little bit about it, but I won't get into that. But anyway, uh, uh, Nicholas was, was born there, and he attended a high school there. And uh, while there, I mean, he helped uh, bring uh, the, uh, he was a four-sport athlete. Some of us guys listen that know what that is when you're young. Once you get past 18, 19, can't do that no more. But uh, anyway, he was, he graduated fifth in his class. Keep an eye on this as we go through this interview, folks. I mean, his education is amazing. I mean, he was, I mean, he got named all kinds of things for engineering and three-time Southwest Athletic Conference. All-American, as well as a General Motor, General Motors recipient. And he had all kinds of honors for mechanical engineering. And his name is Nick Benjamin. But before I bring him on, folks, he spent the last 12 years uh, of his career at NASA. And Nick has worked closely with astronauts, scientists, and engineers to execute science on board the International Space Station. I mean, Nick has completed numerous certifications while working in human exploration, development, and operation. The guy is an amazing guy. Let's bring him on, give him a strong Extreme Carolina welcome, Mr. Nicholas Benjamin. Hey, man, how you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Outstanding, brother. Outstanding. Let's dive right into it, man. Now, we know that you're an amazing athlete that you, you know, you come from a school that, uh, you know, that a, a school of thought, that is, that when you're young, you, you didn't stay in the house, you know, no, you, wasn't, no. <laughs> you, you wasn't in the house, you know, had your thumb flipping, you know, going back and forth, playing game with your friend that's cross town or whatever. You come from an era when you stayed outside and played, your mama had to call you, say, boy, get in this house. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, that, and that's if you were close. You probably were down the street. <laughs> right. Right. With your friend. But, uh, you know, I think that's what we're missing today is having our youth to be able to get that. I mean, get out of the house. I mean, most of them are inside all the time. Would you agree with that? That's that's true. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot different uh, growing up. Um, you know, it was, hey, when the soap operas came on, you were outside. <laughs> and, and, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of the the technology that kids have today. So we were outside riding bicycles, playing sports and getting into all kind of things in the woods. And I mean, all just all kind of things just to entertain yourself. I mean, we didn't have the 
the cell phones and the, the laptops and the, the, the tablets that kids have today. But yeah, that, that's, that is a true statement. Yeah, I tell you, man, kids today. So parents, hear that, hear that. I mean, here's a guy that didn't have all that, but he went all the way as far as he could go and still going. That's true. And so, so uh, we want to, before we get a, a whole too far gone long, you also reach back and uh, to give back. And you're giving back to youth uh today you're in different organizations can you just share with us a little bit about just one or two of the numerous things that you do for giving back to the community for you uh nick yes sir i I can do that uh through through nasa we have uh, this thing called the speakers bureau and uh it's a group of of individuals that actually go out and um talk you know spread the news of what nasa has going on um also in that arena I, i try to make it my business to uh, you know, if I, if I have to go out of town for work to, to reach out to any of the, uh, local kids groups or, or mentoring groups mm. and try to go okay. and just show, uh, you know, show my face, say a couple of words and, and not only about NASA, but about myself, where I came from and just try to inspire kids that, that actually see, you know, somebody that looks like them, uh, somebody who mm-hmm. they think, you know, <laughs> they look at me and they say, well, if, 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 if he can do it, I can do it. That's what I want kids to understand. And not only, when I go out for work, but also when I go home, uh, I try to go back and, and talk to the kids at the school, um, not only through NASA, but through my football organization. Uh, we have uh, mentoring programs uh, for not only kids, but I've mentored my guys as well. Uh, mm. Not only, you know, these are guys that range from 18 to all the way to 45 years old. So wow. uh, I, I just try to make sure that I'm being the, the example for them as I'm out there coaching and trying to lead them uh, on the field as well as is as, as in life. So whenever I get a chance, yeah. I just I just like to drop a couple of jewels whenever I can to whoever listens. Oh, man. Well, I tell you what, we got some folks listening right here on Extreme Carolina. Yes, we sir. appreciate you jumping in with us, man. And for all those that are listening, again, you have tuned in to Extreme Carolina, uh, the podcast that you can hear all over the world. Now, today we have with us uh, Nick Benjamin. Now, we've been talking a little bit about uh, his giving back, but also his job of what he does at uh, NASA. And, you know, when, when you think of NASA, you know, you some of us, not everybody, but some of us think of Star Trek. You know, people way out in space, you know, way somewhere that we, we'll never see them again, you know, because they light years away. But what you've done in NASA for 12 years is just, simply amazing just to be able from where you from to be where you are i mean mean, can you just share just a little bit uh, of that with the folks that are listening how'd you get from being in a southwestern what a swack as they call it uh uh, black colleges uh conference to being at nasa and helping the astronauts and everybody get to the space station. Can you share a little bit how you get from there to there? Uh, I mean, to, to be honest, man, it, it was a, a connection of things, uh, 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 a lot of things that had to happen. First and foremost, God was watching out for me. Um, Amen. Just trying to, you know, stand, stand and trying to stay in his good grace. That, that was first and foremost, but uh, you know, it was persistent, just being persistent, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that my grades were, were up to par that I could compete with the, coming out whether it's from a hbcu or whether it's from a harvard or yale i wanted to make sure that that i was uh i was competitive in that arena mm-hmm. um yeah 
also people that, that were from that area that went to Southern University reached out to me uh, as being one of the top students in the mechanical engineering department or the engineering department at Southern University and reached back and asked me if I, if I ever thought about working for NASA. Uh, and honestly, I hadn't. Uh, but, uh, you know, doing the things that I've done and, and it's very evident that I've been there for the last 12 years, going on 13 years, working in payload mm-hmm. operations, working with the International Space Station. It was one of the best decisions that I made. But it was making sure that my grades were up to par, the connections that I made, they were able to help me and not hinder me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yeah, things yep. just worked out, man. Things worked out. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, now what worked out was you working out in that classroom. That's, that, true. that's what worked out. That's true. <laughs> you, that's true. Because you were an amazing athlete. I mean, like a lot of our young kids today, man, they dream of going to play Major League Baseball or NBA basketball, or in your case, football. You were world-class, man. I mean, world-class athlete that could have went on to play NFL football. But let's just say that you did. And and this happens to a lot of right. You get hurt or you get cut. Now, what if you didn't have the background that you had, which you happen to you had it. Right. I mean, you were right there, man. I mean, so if you got cut, big deal. I fall back on what I right. really wanted to do, which is my education that helped you to stay in the game. Right. I mean, you were truly in the game of life because sports is a short, short. I mean, it's like a, it's a flash. It is. And it's over. It is. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the big part about that is if you don't make it, if you're not one of these outstanding athletes that uh, you know that you know that command that big money, sorry, dude. Right. You better you better have some education. That's true. Or you you know something. So I'm you know I know you were glad you had that. I'm sure your parents were too. Yes. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so yeah. and I, and I, and I heard that you know you were also a preacher's kid. Yes, sir. You know, so yes, that, sir. You know man, I know that had to be. You'd be sitting in that pew, but <laughs> all day, all day. <laughs> yeah, the folks don't know about them southern blacks. Them southern blacks, and I'm telling you, <laughs> they be at church all day, all day. But <laughs> but it's all good. Yes, but you sir. know what? Before we but before we get into that, uh, we 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 got we got to take a break right here because our sponsors they're they're standing right here we got to give them a little bit time to jump in and do what they do but don't go away folks because we're going to be right back with Benjamin and really get into this thing that helped propel him to where he is today so don't go away we'll be right back Tar Heel basketball Cam's Panthers Asheville's eclectic nightlife and the Great Smoky Mountains it belongs to us too out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content, including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, And trust me, you don't. You can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Extreme Carolina. We're here today with Nick Benjamin, 
uh, guy from Bruton, Alabama, which is, you might as well say Huntsville, because, you know, it's right there. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really close. I don't know why he said Bruton. Nobody heard of that. Right, yeah. hey, it's a very small <laughs> town, man. I mean, it, what, what what do you think? Maybe uh, 10,000, 8,000? Nah, well, between Bruton and East Bruton, I, I would say about eight 9,000 people. Okay, all right, that was close. That was close. Yeah. And that's a small number. Yeah. That, that ain't very big, man. No, it's not. But, uh, but, but the good news is something can come out of these small towns, such as a Nicholas Benjamin. Oh, and uh, you came out, and now when you were studying early on, way before high school or college, what was it that spurred you on to really, really be outstanding in your academics, other than your dad getting in behind you with a stick. Yeah, my 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 parents um, were always sticklers for education. Uh, no matter how good you were on the field and on the court, um, my they they were sticklers for making sure that you you know you got your grades. And I was real competitive too. Um, I didn't mm. like losing anything, and you know. Early on, I would even make mistakes on classwork, try to finish earlier than than everybody else, you know. And, and that, that competitive edge just kind of propelled me to to make sure that I was doing my best. And, and and you know, I had to really just think about being my best versus being the best, right? I mean, at some there's <laughs> a big difference. You have to get to a point to where you you are doing what you love doing, and you you're you're making sure that that your love for, for whatever you want to do, you put your best foot forward. And, and academics, I knew would, would spur that. So uh, I just made sure that I, I stayed on top of my, my books. There you go, folks. I mean, you know, now that is what you call the American dream. You know, you do what you, you make the sacrifices, do what you got to do. So one day you can be doing what you enjoy doing. Correct. And because uh, a lot of people today get up, they hate, when Monday morning comes, over 75% of Americans, probably all around the world, when Monday comes, man, you know, it, I don't know if it's been documented, but there's probably more heart attacks on Monday morning than <laughs> any other day in the week. <laughs> because nobody wants to go to work, man. That's true. And because they're in the wrong job. That's true. And, and and some of them got good education behind them, too, but they fell into the wrong uh, 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 way of life or the wrong job, but it could be like you, Nicholas, that fall right into the right thing because you didn't know that you was going to work for NASA. Had no clue. had no clue, no clue. But since you've been in there, your all of your um, fine skills and talents and everything is now on display. Is that what we're hearing from you today? Yeah, I mean, I, it, that's that's like you said. I, I wanted to. You said something in regards to um, it working out and 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 things of that nature. I wanted to just make sure that you know younger kids of, of this generation have to understand that it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. I know that's a lot mm -hmm. of pressure to to you know get out, go to college, make your decisions. Uh, you know, jump into the workforce. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Uh, when I came out of high school, I, I was I was wanted to be pre-med. Uh, when I got to Southern University, I had a great engineering uh, program. I'd always loved math. Numbers worked for me. And 
and mm-hmm. I fell into engineering. Uh, after that, I was going to work for General Motors after I graduated. That was my plan. And and look at it now, 12 years later, I'm, uh, I'm a graduate, two-time graduate, and, and now I've been working for NASA going on 13 years. So you, mm-hmm. you never know where, where life will take you. You know, you pray about things, you make your decisions, and you stick with those things. But there will be twists and turns. You just got to be ready to, mm-hmm. to deal with yep. it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. As the song says, you gotta be able to roll with the punches, yes, and because uh, you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get knocked down. Yes, all of us, all, all of us. And when you do, and I, I think it was Mike Tyson said, uh, I believe it was him. I don't know who it, but he said, everybody got they think they got a plan mm-hmm. till they get hit. Yeah, that, that was Mike. That was our Mike. Tyson. <laughs> everybody got a plan till you get punched in the mouth. That's right. You get punched in the mouth, get knocked down, and you dizzy. You don't know where yes, you at. You forget you had that. Exactly. Thing. So, it, man, that is so amazing, man. I, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing about the education. As a matter of fact, I, I want to jump just a little bit into your background now. We've been talking about NASA. You've worked with them going on 13 years now because obviously you're a pretty good engineer because you haven't been doing what they need you to do. They've been a guy rid of you a long time ago. So <laughs> it wouldn't even matter what you know, what race, color, or anything. You you'd be gone because because those guys they set a standard for high excellence over there, and uh, but not any other, there are other places that set high standards as well. So we know that they do for sure. Now, but where I'm going with this is whenever we have someone on the show, we like to always find out about them. We like to pull a cover back. And just look at them as an individual. Now, and by that, I mean, we like to find out what they read, what they're reading, or if they're reading at all. So the question I always like to ask is this. What book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Um, there's actually a couple uh, that, I, that I keep on my desk. And I, I've read them uh, a lot and I, I go back and I always pin through them and, and read certain things. But the first one is um, Start With Why mm-hmm. by Simon Sinek. He also has a, a, a couple of books on finding your why, uh, why yeah. leaders eat mass. Um, those are a lot of the things that, that I like to just go through from time to time. Just take nuggets from, write them down, keep them you know, near and dear to my heart and things that I live by. I try mm-hmm. to not only just read stuff that will entertain me. Um, but also make me a better person and a leader at the same time. I remember uh, when I would get the newspaper, I would go straight to the comics. You know, my dad would get a newspaper and he would always say, son, you know, you should also read things that, that, you know, that you don't find entertaining because you may find (laughs) out of it. Right. So, you know, just reading other things. Uh, The other book is the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. And uh, Mm -hmm. this, this goes into, you know, what we do in business and in life, how we, why we do what we do. Uh, how you know humans are a, a a creature of habit, and we sometimes don't even understand why we do the things we do. But it goes into you know learned habits, habits that we don't know we have. Mm-hmm. But um, both both of these are very beneficial in my personal growth, and uh, you know I've, I've passed these on to people, my friends in my circle, uh, people that I come in contact with, and they come back and I always say, man, you know we love that. Give me some more uh, you know books to read. But those are the two that I'm, I'm I dig into a lot, and I'm I'm trying to finish up. For the second or third time now. Oh man, you you name one of my all time favorites with uh, with Sam Sinek, man. I mean, come on, man. I yeah. mean, leaders eat last. 
That's right. <laughs> that is so, so true, man. I mean, uh, uh, leaders make sure everybody else got what they need to be able to perform at their best. Uh, yeah, I right. tell you what, that's stuff right there. We're going to put that in the show notes so everybody will know, you know, we'll put that book as well as the other book in the show notes so folks can, in case they uh, miss the name of it, we'll, we'll be able to uh, tell them again about that. And the second book, give us the name of the author one more time and the name of the book. Uh, the Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Power of my goodness, good book, Charles Dewey. All right, we'll put that in the show notes. But the, uh, uh, but I want to get this, I want to get this in that because all of you just did 12, 13 years down the road of working at NASA. That had you talked about getting hit in the mouth and getting up. But can you tell us about it real quickly because we're about to run out of time here that you failed in life and how did you get back in it? Yeah, man, I, I, it, I, I failed a lot, um, in, in my lifetime and, and things is all about how you bounce back from those mistakes. What lessons did you learn? Um, it's, it's not about failing. It's always a lesson. And, um, you know, we know that the Lord and Savior is the only, only perfect person to walk the earth. So we got to just understand that. But the time that I failed that I felt like it was a failure, you know, I, I was on my head to go play. Uh, big college football at the University of Alabama. And mm-hmm. when when that fell through, man, and I didn't it didn't happen how I wanted to. I felt as a failure. Um mm. I felt like uh, you know, a lot of people were pulling from me. I was pulling for myself. I had already been accepted into the university. Mm-hmm. Uh but looking at that, that put me in the in the realms to head down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana mm-hmm. and go to Southern University. And, and with that, I mean, it was a, another great decision. Uh, uh, what I thought was a failure that turned into the best decision that I've ever made. It, it mm. put me to places to to work for NASA. It put me in the place to to be where I am today. So, looking at what I thought was a failure turned into something great. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man, that is so awesome, man. I tell you what, man. You got so much good stuff, man, that we can get into and dig and unpack. It's amazing. I, I love that part that you said about, you know, going to a big-time school like Alabama. Everybody's heard of Alabama football. Man. Yes, person walking around, even if you don't even like football, you've heard of that. You know, yes, so, uh, so I tell you what, you know, we're about to run out of time, man, and we got some other stuff that, you know, well, you got some other stuff that we really want to dig into and unpack, but we're not going to have time to do it today. And so what we're going to do, man, is ask you, would you please come back to the show? I would love to. I would love to, man. As as, as much as I can come back and we can sit in and talk, I, hey, as much as you have me, I'll be back. <laughs> Y'all heard it from him right there. He can't dodge and get away. He, he said he'd be back. So that that's great, man. We really appreciate that, Nick. But, man, the clock is up against the wall. We got to get out of here. Thank you for coming today, and we look forward to getting back to you soon. But yes, now... Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers that are passionate and purpose-driven like Nick is here today and that are making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, I'm going to zip through this quote of the week, positive quote of the week is simply this. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and 
convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. MLK said that, folks. Hey, we got to get out of here. Man, I like that one. And uh, so we, we want to thank Nick, man. We really appreciate you. And thank everybody for listening today. We really appreciate that. God bless y'all. Y'all take care of yourself. Peace. We out.